Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of the Untethered Podcast. I am so excited. I cannot tell you guys how long I have been talking about doing this and sharing with others that I was going to create this podcast. So here it is. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to do a little intro, give you a little bit about my background, my history, how this podcast came to be. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. I went to undergrad and graduate school actually at the University of Maryland in College Park. And I had some fantastic mentors and advisors over there. Um, But one thing I didn't really get a ton of was experience with feeding therapy. I did get it a little bit in a course, in my dysphagia course with Dr. Sunny's, but it was really centered on adults. Pediatrics were not discussed when it came to feeding related needs. And so, you know, fast forward graduating from that wonderful program, um, where I also will tell you I never heard anything about tethered oral tissues. Um, And I'd love to change that. But I signed a contract, I jumped into working in the school systems, which I will tell you, I never wanted to do. I also didn't want to work in the hospitals, but I definitely did not want to work in the schools. Um, But that's where my placements happened to be in the hospital settings and the schools inpatient, outpatient, um, you know, rehab and uh, working in the public school. So I had a year contract, I went ahead and fulfilled that contract. For my first two years, I worked in the preschool education program in our county, and I was pretty miserable (laughs) being told what was in my scope was something that I could not do. Um, You know, I had kids who had some feeding goals, but they were non-mobile. And for children who were mobile, feeding was something I was not allowed to put on their IEP or treat them for. And that drove me absolutely insane. Fast forward my third year in the county, I went to work for the infant and toddler program, which I really enjoyed because that gave me the opportunity to work one-on-one again with little ones and actually get to be in their homes and work with their you know, caregivers. But again, feeding was, while it was okay in that setting, I was not actually on the feeding team. I was on the autism team, um, which fully threw me right into actually starting to specialize in working with children with autism. And I did that for a couple of years, um, even in private practice when I ended up in private practice. I will say that before I went to private practice, I was burned out. I was burned out from the county. I did not know if I wanted to be a speech pathologist anymore. And so I kind of just went like, I'm going to take a break. I took eight months off of being a speech pathologist and dabbled in some network marketing stuff. I loved it, but then kind of realized I I missed the kids. I want to go back and work with those little ones that I used to treat. And so I jumped into private practice, did that for about a year. And then, you know, the business side of me was kind of like, hey, you know, I really want to be in business for myself. And so uh, Little Sprout Speech was born and 
We actually just celebrated five years on June 1st, 2019. It's been five years since I launched the private practice and holy moly, have we grown (laughs) further than I had ever planned on growing. Um, It's been a blessing and a learning journey and it's just been amazing. Um, I'm blessed to be around lots of amazing families and colleagues, both in my practice and outside of my practice that I get to work with on a regular basis. And so that's where I am today. But, you know, how did I get from where I was, you know, specializing in like working with children with autism and the language-based kiddos to being a certified orofacial myologist and specializing in feeding. Let me tell you, the kiddos with autism were phenomenal. I really enjoyed working with them and their families. It was so rewarding to give them means of communication, but there was constantly something in the back of my mind. And it was centered around the idea that if we could get these children to regulate their foods and increase their diets, you know, I always have this question, would that change their behaviors? Because there is is definitely a link between gut and brain health. And, you know, I started reading books on like the GAPS diet and SCD, um, you know, specific carbohydrate diet and so on and so forth. And even realizing with myself how I felt when I ate certain foods that my body responded to or did not. And so this was the beginning of my feeding specialty journey. I went full throttle, threw myself in. And I, when I tell you, I just started doing continuing education like it was my job um, in the past two years alone. <laughs> and I only know this because I just had to resubmit for my, uh, my um, licensure, my Maryland license. I did 144 hours of continuing education in the past two years. And that was just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't plan it that way. It just happened because I'm, I'm a learner. I'm a continuous learner. I'm constantly seeking the latest information so I can do right by my patients, my clients, and provide them with the most up-to-date information, but also so that I can continue to come up with novel ideas on how to treat and get my patients in and out the door and in and out of therapy as fast as I can while getting them the best results possible. So anyways, I digress, but I threw myself into feeding and really, like I said, I barely had any coursework on this in grad school and undergrad. So I've just sought out every opportunity that came locally, you know, big names in the feeding space. I went to their courses. Um, I traveled when it was feasible to other courses. And the funny thing you should know about me is that, you know, I like to go big or go home. So right after I launched my practice in June, 2014, I got pregnant with my first child, you know, four or five months later and ended up hiring my first therapist to help me carry the load because I knew that a maternity leave was coming down the pike. So, you know, fast forward several years, two and a half years to be exact, and my um, second one was almost due about the time I was finishing up my certification in orofacial myology. I actually I had signed up for a course in Jersey, in New Jersey, because I figured, hey, I can drive there, and I'm, you know, I want to learn what this this orofacial myology stuff is all about. So I'll hop in my car, drive up to New Jersey in September, And then it was June and I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh goodness, we have to move this up. (laughs) So I contacted the the person putting on the course and she let me come to their June course in Chicago. 
And that was amazing because in the following seven, actually that week when I returned from the course, I went full throttle. I offered free assessments to all of my clients that were already clients. And I started taking on new clients for myofunctional therapy who were actually waiting on me to return from my course. And I just, I assessed everybody. I put my hands on as many faces as I could. And that first two, three weeks and just hit the ground running. And I will tell you when I say my practice has exploded and you know, I, someone recently called me the tongue tie lady, um, because I like to rule them in or rule them out and help be a part of that team. It's been just, it's been amazing. I wasn't really expecting that to happen, but business is one of my uh, fortes. It's something I enjoy doing. So the business side of things was already kind of, you know, under my belt. And it was really, I was able to just focus on the myofunctional therapy aspects of what I needed to learn from a therapeutic standpoint um, and what research I needed to kind of throw myself into and read and understand. And so, yeah, getting that certification in seven months between, you know, July 2017 and January 2018 and then popping out a baby in February 2018, I will tell you, I, uh, like I said, I like to go big or go home. (laughs) So anyways, you know, this all ties into the fact that I think that I was really frustrated at a certain point that I had such a lack of training in some of these areas. And so when I say that I might specialize in an area and I don't usually call myself a specialist, other people do. So that's why I use that term. It's something that is a passion of mine. It's something that I threw myself into, I think because I now realize that I see a lot of these symptoms in myself as a patient, um, but also my two-year-old. I came back from my myofunctional course. I looked under her tongue and I went, holy cow, this is why nursing was super painful for 13 months. And I was told she didn't have a tongue tie, but mm, she did. So, you know, learning as a mom, uh, you know, and trying to make things easier for my own child, I then actually took her to a local ENT who said, no, no, you know, okay, I see a tongue tie and a lip tie, but we're not going to release it because she's not nursing anymore. And I was like, I felt so defeated. Um, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I I know too much information. This is not how this is going to happen. I need to find somebody who understands it from, you know, the perspective that I was just taught a few weeks back. Like, I I know there's stuff I can do to help her, but I feel like we've got to, you know, get that anatomy in check uh, so we can help her from a functional standpoint. So off I went to an oral surgeon who we will interview at some point uh, to be on the podcast. And he luckily agreed with um, the fact that she had a tongue tie and a lip tie. And we went ahead and released the tongue tie because that's what seemed to be functionally impacting her at the moment. And let me tell you, her constipation disappeared within 24 hours. And everyone kind of questioned me and laughed because they said, doesn't, you know, I mean, she had general, not general, sorry. She had local anesthetic, like, a, you know, they numbed her, they did a local anesthetic and people said, you know, usually that had, that takes a toll on the body and makes you constipated. And Hey, I've got no, there is no research. I'm not claiming I've got any research to back this up, but I will tell you, my theory is that all the tissue, you know, from her, her tongue under her tongue all the way down was so tight that she needed that release in order to have everything else relax and function the way it should in her body. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I feel like when you have a tongue tie, maybe it pulls your hyoid bone up and it pulls your esophagus up and it affects how things operate. So I'd love to see some research on that. But 
the bottom line is it immediately had positive results for her. And to this day, we did this when she was two. Uh, she had just turned two and she is three and a half now. And we're, you know, on that journey of working on some of her, I'll say picky eating, not really pick, picky, but like selective eating habits. Um, you know, she was that baby who was failure to thrive when she was born. She was, like I said, it was extremely painful nursing. I had all the symptoms. She had all the symptoms. She was refluxy, colicky, could only sleep on an incline. She was first percentile, never even to this day been above the fifth percentile for weight. Tiny, you know, the girl's got a tiny waist, which I wish that was my issue. But, <laughs> you know, really, honestly, it was very um, defeating as a mom, but also I didn't know any better because this was my first child. And so I vowed at that point to become the specialist who could understand what other parents who were having feeding issues with their infants were going through. So on top of becoming a certified orofacial myologist, I also threw myself full throttle into working more with infants because I had previously just really worked with the two plus crowd. And now I just see a ton of infant um, and toddlers who are presenting with tongue ties or reattachment. And so I digress, but the bottom line is I've been there as a mom. And so when my second one was popped out, oh, you better believe it. Actually, <laughs> I waited about 24 hours. I was like, I am not looking under that tongue because I don't wanna see what I think might be there. And I just wanna live in bliss of, you know, this is my new baby and let's just see how the next day goes. Um, but sure enough, day two, I swiped my finger right under her tongue and her lip and I went, oh man, here we go again. Um, and this time on day five, I took her to the oral surgeon. We released those ties and let me tell you immediately, I felt the difference as a nursing mom, but I also have seen a huge difference in her oral development. Um, I've seen a difference in the foods that she eats and accepts. It's just been incredibly different, uh, an incredibly different experience from my first. And I wish I knew earlier with my first, you know, what I know now, but she's on track and she'll be four in August and very exciting. We'll, we'll actually have the dentist on to speak to us as one of our early podcasters, but she is going into her own expansion with the ALF, the alternative light force expansion. And so we will talk more about that at another time, but she's going to start that journey. Um, when it comes to me, I realized I had a tongue tie after I gave birth to my second child. I had my tongue tie released and now at this point it's was a year ago. Um, so I've been through it myself. I know firsthand how it feels. I know firsthand what pre-op and post-op should look like. I know how it feels to be expanded as an adult because I, with that same dentist that we'll talk to, you know, maybe in a few weeks um, in an upcoming episode, I know what it's like to wear an expansion device, the daytime, nighttime appliance at night for me. Um, and I've seen myself get expanded as an adult, which I know is something that many say we, you know, can't do in traditional orthodontics or whatever. So again, I, I this is, that's not my and I don't move teeth for a living. So I will leave that up to others to talk to you about that. Um, but I can tell you what I'm seeing myself. And I just think it's incredible to see and to feel how much more open my airway is. The, the, my sleep is improved. My posture is improved. My neck and my jaw and my, my back, just major improvements across the board. So we can always talk more about this on some later episodes, but I want you to know that I've got firsthand experience myself and with both of my kiddos. Um, and so it's something that I'm super passionate about. And so 
I want to bring this information to the masses, um, especially because there are people out there. There are speech pathologists who don't believe in tongue tie. Uh, there are dentists who don't believe in tongue tie. There's ENTs who don't believe in tongue tie. And then there's some that believe in anterior ties, but not posterior ties. And then there's others who call it a fad and who um, say, you know, everyone just wants to make a quick buck off of somebody. And while I think it's important, and this is my own personal opinion here, while I think it's important to go to somebody who knows what they're doing and who's highly recommended and who has a high success rate, I will tell you this is not a fad because I see these kids in my office on a regular basis and I have changed lives. I've seen children go from eating five foods to eating 50 foods in 30 days. Okay. The kid couldn't move his tongue before. I wonder why he didn't want to eat, you know, so we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk more about some of these things, but I have seen firsthand how this has not just created functional improvement, but it changes people's lives. You know, I have other people that I have to get permission from first before I can speak about their cases, but I think that it'll be super interesting for us to uh, dive a bit deeper into how it's truly impacting people's lives, the research, you know, I want to share evidence-based research and really help everybody understand that what we see clinically on a regular basis is considered a tier of evidence-based research. So we'll talk about that. And there's a lot more research to be done and things to be collaborated on. And, you know, I went to look for this type of a podcast and let me tell you, it didn't exist. So I said about, oh gosh, it's been like six months or so. I said, this is what my, I'm going to create a podcast and this is the topic. And, you know, it's been a little bit, um, not hard. It's been uh, a labor of love in some sense, because I've been trying to do a training on how to launch a podcast. And I just decided, I'm going to do the recording. I'm going to get all the great, awesome, super people on the podcast, the people that are in this space, and I'm going to leave it to somebody else to handle everything after we do the recording. So that is why you now hear this in your earbuds um, or in your car or on your phone, wherever you're listening. Um, So, you know, I've got lots of fun topics to discuss with you guys. You know, like like I said, um, this is going to be all about orofacial myology, tethered oral tissues, airway, you know, and feeding, things related to these topics. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I am glad that you are here to join us. If you, uh, as a professional, or even a parent who wants to share their story, um, if you or someone you know thinks that, you you think you might know somebody who would be a great person to interview for the podcast, a great guest, I would love to have you reach out to me. Uh, My email is Hallie. H-A-L-L-I-E at littlespoutspeech.com. So go ahead and shoot me an email if you feel like there's somebody you know that might be um, a great addition to our podcast episodes. Um, But also, I might be doing some Q&A. So I think that the I'm still working this all out at the moment, but I'm thinking we might do some like every other episodes, at least in the beginning, to get some questions answered that are common questions amongst those in this space. So if you have questions that you would love to hear answered on podcast episodes, um, I may do one of two things. I might actually include your question and do a whole show around it, you know, with me talking about and answering your, your question and, or it might be something that we use to help shape some of our other episodes, um, either with you or with another colleague in a future show. So yeah, so go ahead. Like I said, email me Hallie at littlesproutspeech.com. I would love to hear from you about ideas or others you want on the show. 
And thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to get this going and bring you guys, like I said, the best information in this space. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Mayo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan. And you can head over to untetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. Big shout out to Dana McKay, podcaster extraordinaire for editing and helping me keep this podcast alive.